songs. Controversy earlier before this episode started is how do we define life? We're not getting into anything about pro life versus anti life or anything of like that at all. We're just talking about what do we want the basis of this conversation to be? How do we want to define what would count as life on another planet yeah. or in the solar We're talking system? About extra test- terrestrial life, like extra what? testicles. What? what? <laughs> <laughs> so extra yeah, I did. <laughs> It's starting off well. <laughs> um, so, I'll start on this one. Well, is it bacteria? Is it? Are we talking about conscious life? You seem ripping ready to go on this one. So bacteria counts life. Because that's what you've seen from today's modern society. Yes, this coronavirus. The virus can change someone's life. It can affect people's lives, yeah. But it's also in our lives every single day now. All bacteria are in our life. You get sick one day, die. So I would define life as something that can alter your own life. That's so we, what we built up from, too. Yeah. Started a single cell. Mitosis, meiosis. Well, then you can, you could, well, okay, get you, but to, to uh, debate that, you could consider plants. Like that, you consider things life. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I guess, are we looking, when we were asking this question, we're we looking for life that we can specifically have a conversation with and we can connect with? Or are we just talking about anything? Sounds like we're just talking about anything. Now you're talking about like conscious life. Yeah, well, I'm kind of interested. I'm a little jaded. That's what I'm interested in figuring out. Mm-hmm. If there's anything we could, because that, that would make us not feel lonely. If there's something that's out there that we can actually conversate with as opposed to bacteria or connect with on some level or a higher dimensional being, potentially. We're talking about fifth dimension, sixth dimension. So I think just really enjoying those trips <laughs> over there. So. <laughs> I think that's where it's going to get here. I think for the simplicity of this discussion, we should stick to like, just any like microbial that's that's life if we start talking about like trying to be conscious like what is conscious life that's then you're going into like religion if you start talking about mm-hmm. higher beings you might 
We're gonna, oh, get, we're gonna get derailed so. real fucking quick. <laughs> mm. Agreed. Like, yeah, sounds like a well. I, I'm just saying that's a fun clusterfuck to get into. I'm down, I'm down to do that. I'm down to do that clusterfuck. Okay. Vote for aliens. Vote for clusterfuck. I guess I'm out. I'm out in. Well, it's two two right now. Yeah. Uh, Alex, you have a vote. Aliens or clusterfuck? I thought we were putting the chips for the right? sake of you editing this episode. Aliens. Yeah. Clusterfuck. Let's do the one. Yeah, let's go for it. Clusterfuck! About to edit the shit out of this episode. Right now we're talking about higher beings and life itself. Yeah. So now we're talking about specifically conscious life that we can connect with on some level, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so we're getting into the spiritual realm a little bit. All right. Potentially you could say even the microbial shit is alive and sentient and can connect to us on that level at some point. But what exactly do you want to talk about? Mr. Silk, because I know you still keep going, like with, I mean, you can just work away from the ground up in space. Fuck yeah. We can go beyond space. So that's like all three of them combined into one. Sure. Um, so we're starting with bacteria. No, we'll just start with life, human life, and now we'll go up into space and talk about what everybody thinks sure. is in space. Better starting in space. Because then we can just work away up from there. I think it's already been really proven that, like, there's microorganisms on like Mars, right? Or Mars should have been. No, there is. I think there was like there's proof, proof of bacteria. Proof, yeah, yeah, proof of like in the past there had been. Yeah, it's proof it has been. yeah mm. right. So that's where we started from, people. Water. Yeah. So I think it's a non-debatable. Or mostly water. It's a non-debatable at this point that there is microbial life in the universe outside of Earth. Well, because it's also a debate whether we, like, bacteria just evolved on Earth, or if a asteroid was carrying <laughs> bacteria that began life yeah. on planet Earth, and it just happened to found, like, a happy home mm-hmm. on Earth because it has water in it. And this was the most possible. hospitable environment for it. Exactly. I think that makes the most sense. Do you think we would have looked a lot different then? Do you think we would look inconceivably different if we were formed on another planet? Yes. We can't even imagine it then. Because if you think about it, you can only imagine something you've seen in some sense already. Yeah. If you're taking a strict like, scientific at, like, view of creativity. It's so, like if an asteroid hit with carrying bacteria and stuff like that, usually like asteroids are dense with like pink nitrogen, sulfate, and there's like three other elements that they're usually like super enriched with mm-hmm. because they've just been going through space i think that's what it's going percent, to like percentage wise, those are the, like the high yeah but like that's why it's like when they crash on earth mostly like those bacteria plus those elements and element, elements of the world like earth they mix together and that's how life started hmm. which is like the chemical start like the more scientific start of life okay so outside of religion This website is telling me universe today, saying that asteroids are mostly made of rock. Then that's it. There you go. And with some composed of clay, silicate, and different metals like nickel and iron. Um, but I would agree with you as well because yeah, who's, who's to say where that asteroid came from? And so it was, it was like an abnormal asteroid that came and hit because it had. It was just on the same trajectory path. That's it. Like literally, that's what happened. 
don't think it was like destined to land on Earth. I think yeah, it was happen. You think it was happenstance? Yeah. There's so much shit out there Earth. that we don't know about that just floating around in space. A rock breaks off a planet, it goes a light year away, and hits us. It'd be happening us. right now. We can't do shit it. about it. Do you think we have like bacteria sisters on another planet in another galaxy? Like, are, if if the asteroid theory is correct, like there are sisters in another galaxy and they formed in a different way, but we like don't know who they are. String theory. <laughs> Where's the string theory coming from? <laughs> <laughs> it would be mostly a copy of I don't even know what string theory is though. I mean string theory is supposed to be like different like copies of yourself pretty much but like a different world it's like a different walking into a different dimension uh, I think it's more like probably string theory is just like a, it's a yeah but I'm saying like that's like where you're like if you threw like a ball there's like a thing where if like this in Switzerland I think they like shoot a laser mm-hmm. and a laser like either reads like one or the other there's an observation effect so like depending upon whether you're observing it or not it goes and projects it from there it does not That's, I have no idea what you're talking about yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't I don't know string I haven't studied theory. this at all well I know I know it is string theory I just don't, I don't understand it at all but bring it down like the bit, most basic Oh, it's okay. I was just going to research it. I've already become Jamie. This is <laughs> it's pretty much like, if I flip the coin here, we've got heads, the probability of, like, another... It coming out tails. ...or something like that, like, flipping the coin and getting tails. Like, what the odds would be of that, like, breaking off of that. Like, you know, whenever you, like, flip something, you're like, got... So, say you got heads on the coin, you're always wondering, like, what happens if I would have got tails? Yeah. It's mostly like that, right? Mm-hmm. That's the best way to put it. More so, I think yes, but I think it's more so. There's a trajectory of like life, but the fact that we observe it skews into the right. So there's like a linear, and then there's the like vibration of the the alteration, which would be the diversion from. And that's because we observe it. That's that the study you're talking about is like the most like the smallest way of observing it. Do you have something? No, I don't know where you guys are. I was researching. We're talking about, we're still talking. They were explaining string theory to me. Oh, I was going to say, if you wanted, like, I don't really understand it from this summary, but this is what this, it's, this is what space.com says. Um, One possible solution, which theorist borrows from nuclear physics in the 1970s, is to get rid of the problematic point-like graviton particles that exist in the universe that make up the universe, is basically what it's saying, and replace that the idea of points instead of strings and with only strings. And because <laughs> strings can collide and rebound cleanly without implying physically impossible infinities. Jesus Christ. Does it make sense? No. So no, no. It's trying to basically explain the makeup of the entire universe is what yeah. it does. So yeah. instead of being like particles or points, it's trying to say like everything is a string connected. String. Yeah. And that somehow I think that also so I think we had a uh, well because we we're okay with uh, with recognizing that there is a universe and existence. We don't necessarily have to explain how that came to fruition. We just have to explain how or ponder about aliens being. That's a good word. Thanks, buddy. That is. Oh, you being serious? Like actually, we have actually no idea what happened. Yeah, ponder about it. Years away, we have no idea what. 
Okay, let me diverge, but I swear there's a point to it. Do you believe in infinity when it comes to space? Do you think space is infinite? Or do you think there's a barrier where it stops? I believe in the term of like it's uh, like always expanding. Okay. Because I do think that like in order to create something, you do need to destroy it. Okay. So like black holes, how like a sun will, so like our sun right now is providing life for our planet. It's providing like light and energy for other planets around us too. And one day that's going to use up that heat and it's going to create a black hole and probably destroy every single planet in this area. So then it eats away all that and then that creates a big bang, which mostly shatters that, those pieces out, right? So I believe that it's like a, I always imagine it was like jello, like a giant block of jello. Like you can poke it and it just like wiggles and like one part this side's going to be a little longer than that side. So it's like expanding oh, that it's way. A cat over I think it's always expanding like every second. So I don't think you can say like it's always changing. That makes total sense. <coughs> but then that begs the question is what's outside of that? Because then there has to be an answer. Okay. I get what you're saying. Yeah. <coughs> I'm going to argue, since it sounds like you're arguing towards yeah. non-infinite, I'll argue that I think the universe is infinite because we'd have to explain what the fuck is outside of the expansion, the expansion rate, or the, the barrier. So I just think it's such a, like, his word, ponder. Sure. Something we can, all, we can just ponder. I don't think we can actually put our full mind focus to because the odds of us figuring that out would <laughs> no, be, be such a cool story, though. <laughs> we literally did our episode of a podcast and figured out that that question. But I think the implications of the answer, yeah. though, make, make, well, it can Because if there's an infinite universe, then there's infinite possibilities that this exact specific replication is duplicated, and then you get the system universes and then yeah. parallel universes. Well, there's an equation for that. It's called Draco's. Draco's equation. Yeah, that's in the notes. Yeah. Hey, Draco's equation. Mm. Yeah, it's like all these variables with no actual mathematical calculations, but it's like if this many universes, this many universes has this and this and this and this. Oh, there's actually I have to I have to do a Draco equation. Fuck sucks. Well, no, I mean like nobody's been able to genuinely oh, come up. Do yeah. you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. yeah. All right, whatever. Because it gets so. No, no, it gets it gets so like infinitely like small the changes that they like yeah don't yeah mm -hmm. but it's because a lot of the what are the do you remember the um specific subcomponents of the drake equation it's like? on the notes I can look it up no, it's in the notes. oh it's in the notes it? look at you notes notes like a notes 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 swipe up so drake's equation i don't see it Oh, got it. So, number of civilizations in the Milky Way galaxy whose electromagnetic emissions are detectable. Are what? Are detectable. Ah. The rate of formation of stars suitable for development of intelligent life. Production of stars and planetary systems. Okay. But how do we know what's suitable for intelligent life? Like, what if? Because that's assuming that all life is carbon-based. Yeah. Right, exactly. so that implicates water too. So that and then it's not like also same with the other Milky Way. It'll be the same basis of planets. 
Hypnotic sister planets or sister universes, right? Well, I think I, I think I'm just trying to get at like like the base of life. I think that assumes that it's carbon based, like our life. Yeah. What if other life wasn't carbon based? What if it was mercury based? Or that's what I think the issue with Drake's version is that you're saying that like there's too many. We have to make implications and like guess things that we're not ever going to be able to find out or know unless we find other life. Right. Uh, uh, um, me and Mo just had a moment. She looked at me. She blinked moment. really slow. <laughs> Do you think we're carbon based? Yeah. Yeah. Do you think we have to be carbon based to be sentient? To be sentient. Like to be conscious and like human life. No. So you think I don't even an, know what the fucking brain is. I feel like yeah. So you think it's just an organization of things? Because that's this is what's called functionalism and philosophy of mind. But it's not really what the main brain's made of. It's how it's organized that makes us conscious. Not necessarily what we're made of. But some people are. I think it's more like substance dualism or something. But they say that it's specifically what we're made of that makes us conscious. So we have to be carbon based, and it has to be like certain chemical makeup that allows us to have this type of consciousness but if we were built with something right, else this would be different yeah so it's like what are, what are the other types of consciousness and do aliens have those types of consciousness yes okay we're starting to figure that out there's a bunch of studies that are being done of like like the first test of when humans is when we looked in a mirror and we knew we were looking back at ourselves that's like a test of consciousness of yeah. knowing what you look like can dolphins and distinguish that um, I, dolphins, I believe, can. And I saw a study with uh, chimpanzees that can Chimps. now. Starting to. Yeah. So. The chimps are starting to use tools too. Yeah. That's fucking scary. <laughs> We're doing this one. We're yeah. doing this one. No, this yeah. one. Is it scary? I'm More gonna, than have you seen? So I'm gonna say okay. I'm gonna bring this on a little topic that me and Jack got really into <laughs> yeah. a while ago. Yeah, okay. A couple months ago. So, Jack brought up the idea of aliens coming to Earth. Mm-hmm. And Jack believed that they left stuff. So, like, it was a, was the film we were watching, Bob Lazar. Bob Lazar, yeah. That, like, him studying, like, alien ships and stuff like that, he thinks that they left things for people down here. And I said, there's no way that we would just, like, or that they would just leave, like, a less intelligent species away for them to catch up in the chain. Yeah, nice. <laughs> no, but I was saying they're so far ahead of us anyway. I think that's what I was saying. I can't exactly remember, but they're so far ahead of us that it didn't really matter at that it's point. Like, it's giving a chance Where did they crash phone. land? Maybe they had a couple claws on their ride here and they stopped on Earth. <laughs> Maybe. Well, tipsy, they just forgot that. Okay. Remember, we went to devices. But I was also saying, like, I was saying, I remember the same exact thing I said was uh, the distance that we are to chimps, human beings to chimpanzees, is what Aliens are to us. Yeah, oh, I, I agree with that. Much more. See, it's much more. I agree. I see. I disagree with that, and I agree with that. <laughs> I believe they are. I believe they are light years, light years ahead of us. Yeah, okay. I, think, I don't that's think there's too much separating us. Comparatively, I don't think it's too much. That's what I'm saying. I don't chance. think. Like, I don't understand why they would leave behind stuff. Like, what are they the, leaving behind? Then? Like, if you said they left behind, like, what was that element that they found? Oh, the alien ship? Yeah, from the alien ship. You know what I'm talking about? Like, yeah, the area, or something like that? Area 51, yeah, or something. So why would they leave material for us to catch up? It would be like the chimps, like chimps learning how to use, like, 
spirits and stuff like that. There's honestly places in nature where chimps can use tools. It's like the string down the ant hole. Have you seen that? Yeah. So that is a tool. I think them just seeing this stick is from watching us, but using a tool that they just knew is a long skinny stick. It's like replication. Mm -hmm. I don't think they're like full on like coming at us trying to catch up in the food chain. I think we're teaching them habits that are easy for us. Yeah. And other animals use tools too. Like that's what I'm saying. There's a ton of break yeah. up and shit. So that's what I'm saying. There's a lot of animals out there that use tools. They're just scary because they look like us. Yeah. Mm. I think a closer comparative would be like us to like ants would be so potentially just, us to animals. Just because I would say like literally like a blob of gush on the ground or some bacteria. That's what I would say we are. And then people or aliens are i think it's like millions of years you don't think there's any because there's a big it's a big universe there could be aliens that are that distance though that are not oh, sure. not as quite as intelligent as the difference between humans to ants one yeah but intelligent enough to bring a spaceship to earth and then fuck up and leave it so, yeah, yeah but maybe, if you really maybe, think someone's gonna build a spaceship traveling through time Pretty much. With light point. speed. So. so, I mean, but I'm saying, like, if they want to get someone in relative time without Speaking growing, like, 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 would I have authority on the subject? <laughs> <laughs> well, light speed, <laughs> But, why would they leave something behind if they're that intelligent? Because they fucked like, up. Like, do you think Einstein decided just to go to the public library and leave all his notes sitting there? Maybe. Well, he was a ditzy fairly, man sometimes. We're fairly intelligent, but fucked up all the time. As a species. So maybe they can still fuck up. Some yeah. aliens. How many aliens are possible? I think to have a spaceship that is going through space at a blink of an eye, pretty much. See, yeah, you, really think they're just, <laughs> you really think they're going to run into Earth? They probably don't even have to drive it. They probably just click on Earth on a little screen and just... Yeah, and then they're there. Which <laughs> lots of assumptions. I know, but I'm saying we can't say, like... I just don't believe that they've, like, left stuff on Earth. Well, they've taken things from Earth, allegedly. Like humans. Well, I think if I was an alien, I would come to Earth and just look at art museums. Because I think that's the one thing about us that makes us incredibly unique. Mm. Art. Yeah. Just random, creative-ass shit that we make. I mean, we're fucking up the planet, but... See, they probably have art in their world, too. They probably do. Dimensional But I'm just saying, art. art between worlds is pretty different. Uh-oh. Do you guys know what the first artistic representation we put out into the universe was? Cal. They don't think it was speech. Yeah. Oh, oh, wait. oh yeah. Well, yeah. As a radio signal. We done fucked up. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if that's artistic. Well, it's supposed to be. They didn't look like, uh, <laughs> I forget, it was like a different... Hey, buddy. Um, radio waves? Um, like a depiction of, um, what's the Da Vinci? Like a... Uh, the Peruvian man or whatever. Yeah. 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 Not along with the speech, I don't know why those two kind key of point in our history. I guess. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, though, I mean, that's yeah, that's not too long ago. Was that and then Cold War? Mm -hmm. Probably the two key points. Most recently, entry, yeah. most recently, there's yeah, a lot of other absolutely. shit. Absolutely. Other nuts thing for hitting it from another angle. A lot of human history is un unrecorded because we didn't write about it yet. So there could have been some supernatural shit that happened back then. This isn't really an uncommon point, but that happened back then we just don't know about. And we haven't dug up anything on it yet, due to various reasons. So, 
It's just a big pocket of blackness there. You don't know. Yeah. Unless we want to go to those Lester film. Uh, religion. Sure. You can say like all the stories that were written mm-hmm. about religion were people on psychedelics and they were dreaming. Yeah, probably, yeah. honestly. Mm-hmm. But then you're saying that religion's not true. Terrence McKenna talks about that a lot. No, I think Mushrooms of the God. Someone literally was just like tweaking. Well, well, with ayahuasca trips, they always say that they were communicating with the plants and the beings and the shamans, and that's really common in other cultures. It's just for us, it's very uncommon. Mm-hmm. I believe in shit like that. You believe in shit like that? Mm-hmm. Well, that's like, that's God and spirituality right that's there. Why, no, but I feel like that's more of like a... Like, Jack, the next time... Okay, we're going to do shrooms, a lot of shrooms, and just go sit on a field. Looking forward to it. I want you to just put your hands in the grass. Feel the and earth. trip. Yeah. You will literally feel like moisture. It's, yeah, it's not probably like just like defined as you're thinking of it. It's more probably more in your mind that you're thinking of it, but you'll literally feel like the grass. Like when we were on the hill in Tiso, mm-hmm. like tripping in like a big grass hill, like you literally feel nature. Mm-hmm. That's weird. You feel the pulse. That's what I'm saying. It's like a it's like an electronic like wave going through your body, anyways. That's why people like doing like shrooms in nature because like you'll see things like. A tree, like looking at like knots in the woods. So much fun. So much fun. It's like telling you stories or what? It's not like you can see like that tree specifically and then like it'll they'll trip and it'll be like a new tree. Or like a new looking thing. Like we watched what Toy Story, I think it was. And they had like a wooden panel like up to the table. I think I think it was Toy Story. I don't know, we watched a movie and there's like wood. It's like, a good movie to watch like, when you're tripping, in my opinion. But yeah, I believe in like connection to the earth. We're all made from the same shit. Mm-hmm. So is that God at that point then? And are aliens connected to that same energy? I don't think that's a God. I want to say like Earth's the God. That's a God-like thing, do you think? It's like a God-like no. entity. It's not the all-knowing, but it's something. No, I, I don't know. In the past like year. Yeah, both, probably. Probably is both. Probably doesn't have a gender at that point. See, from the past year, I would say I just don't believe in like a single god. I believe there's someone up there. Just like it's not like a physical being. It's like a energy. Yeah, but I don't believe in like that sort of energy anymore. Because think about it, like once you look at it, like if you think like the Earth was created by man, that higher man's up there, and like say you can do like any type of religion, like Buddha, Hinduism, oh. all that, like. All those religions start with like creation of Earth. But, like your body, like if you're sad, you like put more potassium in your bloodstream. And that release would release a sodium, and that's why you cry. That's why your tears are salty. Yes, yeah, so you're talking about the difference between. We'll I'm saying like, I'm saying, like grass and all that is literally made up of these elements. I'm mm-hmm. saying like that's why I think it's just one big like chemistry experiment. So, let me I don't ask think you. it's like there's any like order of it. I think it's just chemistry. So who's, who's making the chemical order, though? That's what I'm saying. I just think it happens. Random? Just elements in there. It'd be kind of weird, then, if we, like, we're self-conscious, though, and then it's all... Yeah. I, I mean, guess I just You can't really prefer... be self-conscious about being a human. Like, you're literally just a lump of, like, elements and water and shit. And yeah, buddy. That's so it. At the end of the day. If we run with the idea that... So you're a functionalist. Yeah. So if we run with the idea, especially right? after the insurance couple times, 
life and death, literally, just, it's weird. Do you think we would have, as humans, established religion if it wasn't for psychedelics? If we're running with the idea that religion I, was I believe religion was established literally for order. Right. I believe people were scared, like Jack was saying, like people like being like anxiety and stuff like that. Death we related were anxiety. Because we did not, we didn't have answers. I think religion is really always going to be the answer for no answers. Mm. Yeah. That's why I like I like Buddha books a lot now. It's literally just like looking at someone's life. Like I think the teachings are literally from someone who's just looking at life. I don't believe it's like a higher god or anything. Yeah, well, I think a lot just of looking at like someone's day to day life and how he treated people. Yeah, well, I think that's like the key part of religion is is being a decent human at its yeah. core oh, yeah. and just living living the good life. That's what I'm saying. It's like order though. Ways for you to, to ways for you to deal with the craziness of being yeah. human, yeah, whatever the fuck it is, which no one really has a clear answer. I wouldn't consider myself a religious person by any stretch of means, but one thing that hangs me up about dismissing the idea of an afterlife or continuing consciousness, whatever you want to call it, is the fact that like we have chemically a consciousness and that can be quantified, and there's you know uh, an energy there, like the electromagnetism that happens in your brain, so. Where does that go? Because it's an energy. Where does it go when you die? Because it stops, but energy can't be created nor destroyed, so it has to be get swallowed up somewhere. I think it gets swallowed up by the earth. Really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I think like once you die, like you just disintegrate pretty much. That's what's going into the earth. Like, you think your conscious just goes into the earth? I think, I think the, like it's slowly dying your conscious. Yeah, but it becomes one with something. I think that's the religious idea that it becomes one with just existence at that point. Maybe that's what you access when you do well, psychedelics. Is like Well, yeah, probably maybe. I don't know. Collective conscious. Because there's like a wavelength of your consciousness and like all the energy, which I'm butchering it, but like everything that goes in the chemical experiment that makes you a human being. And when you die, it disintegrates into all the other chemistry experiments that is the planet. Yeah. And you become one with that. And then you get rest. That's kind of, again, in the Buddhist, yeah, Buddhism. Yeah, I mean, that's like circle the, of life. Yeah, and then it gets you restructured. Die, and then it something, you become a fertilizer for the ground, and then a plant grows from you and feeds off your... Yeah. Yeah. It's like that oneness, though. And that's the whole idea, I think, of reincarnation is you go into that clump of everything, and then you come out in a new form. There's this um, book called Of Water and Spirit, and it's about um, it's about this guy going through the, like becoming a man rituals in his village in an indigenous African village, and a part of the ritual is he had to like jump basically into this like buffalo skin or cowhide, he had to jump into it like that a shaman created a portal in. You had to jump into this caskin and you have to try to open your eyes in darkness, is what he experienced. And he opened his eyes and he grabbed onto this, like, he described it as a string of light. And he grabbed onto this light and he realized, and he saw light energy all coming together in this one spot in the middle of this darkness. And that was supposed to represent everything that their community believed in and mm. that your life force are these strings of energy that go back to the source. He, even their community doesn't know what the source is, but they think that everything was connected at this one spot. That's really cool. Um, well, it kind of ties into, you're big into fantasy, Silvano, but that's like a lot of 
that's a really common theme in a lot of fantasy novels. Yeah. So there's the source, and you, and you like come one with it, and that's what the good guy usually does. Then there's like the darkness, which can get corrupted by other things. Try to move towards the light. Yeah, and then you had to escape out of it, and half the people would die inside. What? He would lose like half of his friends in this ritual. How'd they die? They would stay in the hole. You have to get out of the hole somehow, somewere or another. I don't remember how he did it, but he somehow like found a way to get back up. I have to reread the book. What was the guy's history? Was he like a? Where was he from? Did start doing this? You don't remember? I don't remember, but that was the part of the book where I just, it's a flutter in spirit, we can look it up, but I just remember being completely blown away by the things he was describing, and that was only a part of it. Like, he was given permission by his tribe to write this book, but he could only write a small sliver of what had happened, because they don't want to share this knowledge with mm -hmm. outsiders, obviously. So it's like a surface level of, like, explanation of what happened. Yeah, but earlier on in his life, he had been taken by, like, Catholic um, missionaries, and so he went from there back to his tribe, and he felt it necessary to, like, talk about his experience, and he published that book. Oh, what? West African guy. There you go. What was his name? Uh, Maladome. Yeah, Maladome. Patrice Ome. Yes. That's pretty badass. Such a good book. Very different, too. He's still alive, too. Hmm. But it all comes back to that thing where you die and like you're taken back to Earth. But in this telling, it's not like to Earth; it's to whatever the source is of wherever he goes. It's a bit of adventure. Bear with me. What if, like, and I'm just just trying to connect dots here. But what if like the what we're talking about the root of things, like the collective conscious or whatever you want to call it, is similar or equal to um, black matter, dark matter? Since we don't really have an explanation for it, like what if that's just energy and matter that's How do you get a transfer of that energy from us when we die to dark matter? How? Yeah. Mm. It just like goes up. You go, you're moving in dark matter because it's, I, I don't, I forget what statistic is, but if you take a um, density graph of matter in the universe, visible matter or light matter, it's only like I think it's like 15 to 20 percent of the matter that's actually there. We can't observe the actual mass of what's actually in that space, that area of the universe. Well, the dark matter area. It's a lot of, isn't that a majority of the universe too? Is dark yeah. matter? Well, the statistics are nice, but I think it's somewhere around 80 percent. It's freaky. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the smartest people study it. Mm hmm. That's crazy that there's 80% of the universe that we just don't know what the fuck it is. Yeah. Yeah. Could be life down there that we don't know about sentient. Mermaids. Totally. Potentially, though, honestly. Could yeah. be could be mermaids. Just saying. So. Yes. Haven't reached any conclusions, nor did we expect to. No. <laughs> no. But talking about, I don't even know where to start on some of that shit, to be honest. But maybe some of the alien life comes from that energy that we were talking about. So us dying and giving life to an alien. Potentially, it's a big universe. Well, no, because maybe there's we're in like one set of the universe, and there's different sets of it. You know, 
That's what we but they do kind of. Mm, mm. The new ones wakes up in another dimension with a new conscience. That'd be fucking crazy. So that mm. energy is never wasted. Okay. So Cause then just, can energy ever be destroyed? I don't think so. Mm-mm. No, can't be fully more destroyed. Yeah. But, okay, so we've agreed that, like, there's possible life forms that could have different, like, um, chemical makeups, like, instead of, um, our carbon makeup, it could be different material. Mm-hmm. Do you think, if there's another conscious life force, do you think, uh, elsewhere in the universe, do you think they'd have to have the same type of structure of consciousness as us? Would it be the same makeup, or would it be a completely different type of consciousness? Mm-hmm. Are there different types completely of consciousness? Different. Okay. So it wouldn't be a similar experience that we have as a conscious life form. It would be different. Yes. Okay. It's like they would have a conscious because they would be essentially like so. Yes, we're saying aliens are real. If they have the intelligence to travel through space, they would have to have intelligence, which usually I would say comes from a strong, like conscious being. I think there's different levels of conscious beings. Though. Some are stronger than others. Yeah. Do you think there's like conscious beings that could potentially look at us and be like they're not conscious just because of how unconscious we are? Just like we look at other animals that potentially have some consciousness, but it's not the level of our consciousness. Yeah, so you could say there's just levels of this. So there's a little bit. We have a little spark. Maybe that's the light that Alex was talking about. It's like that little bit of light that we can withstand, but there's a lot more. Actually, like cats and dogs, like. The whole thing about like if I die, or if we both uh, both of us die, your dog would probably come and just lay next to you and be sad. If I died, my cat would probably eat my face. <laughs> Level two shit, man. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's too like she expects me to feed her every single day. So I think once it hit a point where I wasn't feeding her, mm-hmm. she would feed herself off me. No, does that anything that has to do with consciousness? Yeah, I think it's like the behavior of like, I don't know where my food is, I don't know how to get my food, I can't even, like, say like, I died in my room and she couldn't get out of my room. I believe she would eat me. And I believe that's her just trying to, like, instinctively live. Mm -hmm. There's like a, the, like, chain of command events, like, my bowl's empty, I meow. From that meow, he goes, gets my food from outside the door. So if I, you completely take me out of that equation, you just have empty bowl and meat. There's no food because we can't. But there's humans that have eaten other humans. Does that mean they're not conscious? That could be, that, but that's, that's what I'm saying. It's like first survival at that point. Right. But like there's people who eat people because that's their diet. They want to eat people to get food. I don't think it's more like a, I'm going to eat you because... Tastes good. I think it's like well, I'm gonna eat you because that's what's provided to me right now. I think that's the same as what you're talking about with mother. Or she would just eat you. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Like she's gonna eat me. Like she's gonna have like the conscious ability to say, "I'm hungry. I need food. I'm gonna eat him to mm. quench that." Oh, she's using his argument to say she is conscious. Yes, that's yeah, I'm saying she is conscious. Okay, yeah. but I think there's, there's like stages of that. Yeah, because like say like when my parents died. I could still keep living my life. I'm not going to like stop where my parents weren't connected to me in my life. If that makes sense. Your sense of self. So like make it like a, like a train, like a fort, like that. Mm-hmm. And like, I have my part like with my family. I have the part where I don't hang out with my family and I also have my part 
where I have my family. I don't believe it just like completely like chops it off. I think you still have that yeah. ability to look at that part. Sense of self. Whereas animals, I think it's more just straight away to I need to survive. Mm-hmm. What I miss. That's why. What I miss. Don't like fat people. Damn. Because at that point, you're swaving so much off the path of survival and you're just indulging in laziness and bad eating habits. That's my point on that one. I feel personally attacked. Shut the f- Really? You want to get soft right now? Am I lazy to eat you? <laughs> <laughs> I had a full pizza by myself five minutes ago. Probably going to eat a tub of ice cream after that. <laughs> I'm just saying. We have a part where we were born and we were meant to survive as long as our body can do it. And if you're going to make that just keep and keep going down, then... That's a personal choice. What does that make you... What, what, what makes you uncomfortable with that? What makes you have hostility towards somebody who chooses not to? Like, not, like, take care of their body? Because there's a lot of people that wish they had, like, the ability to have access to food and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I've seen, like, really poverty, like, oh, so stricken places. Like, it's like privilege. Yes. Yeah, excess, excess created. I'm saying like that is a problem that like. Well, you can think of like that like ability. Like if you're eating every single day and you have the money to get that, like it's yeah. Yeah, you don't have to have the money to get it, but if you're just like indulging more than you need to, there's people out there who don't even have food. I get it. Like love to have that much food in their life. I feel like people sometimes the fat people are the lower income people though, because it's what their food is usually made of that they're eating. It's high sugar foods. Yeah, I mean high sugary foods. Think about it, Jack. Nine living. You still got your nutrients in for you there. What do you mean? Like I got like good nutrients? Or? Like you ate like a normal, pretty pretty much normal meal every single day. Like same with Devin, like even when he was eating like spam and eggs and tuna and stuff like that. Spam? Oh yeah. I didn't know that. Spam eggs good. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, it, he know he knows what his body needs to stay fit and like to have the energy of like what he needs. People are literally just eating over that. Even if they're poor, they're feeding their kids choices that they know aren't good, but they're, A, their kids probably like them. Sometimes people are just, I mean, I know there's morbid obesity and then there's just being in bad shape. Mm-hmm. I feel like some people are just in bad shape because they eat sugary foods. So. There's sugar in a lot of our food. Yeah, I know. I think that's partly because of, that's our fault and just getting lazy and wanting those like types of food. Yeah, I mean, it's part of the individual part. Yeah. culture and society but that's something like it's a cultural but like for instance for breakfast what, what do you think is a normal meal for breakfast i usually i mean i usually don't eat breakfast i might have like a granola bar and a cup of coffee but i usually don't start eating until like so that granola bar and cup of coffee that's like a huge sugar rush and then caffeine which is a bigger rush and then you just totally flatline after most for most people not everybody yeah. but so I'm saying that's like see that's but that's already a misconception of what a healthy objectively healthy yeah, breakfast yeah. you know so imagine someone who has that same belief to like numerous other things you know so it's like a healthy lunch is a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and then like another sandwich with like these couple pieces of bread and they've already had like 200 grams of it's wonder bread and they've had like 200 grams of carbs with sugar and then they feel like shit and then their body's storing it as fat and they say fuck it to dieting because they're not always completely disciplined they have like some shit for dinner that they shouldn't eat and that just builds up over time and they feel like shit and they're not morbidly obese but then they have like love handles and they that like line that we have of 
being born and trying to live as long as you can, they're like over here right now. Yeah, they're way on the outside. Yeah. What does that make you mean? I'm still trying to why draw makes, dots. Why is it making me mad? Because I just feel like there's people who like literally are begging in this world to like live. You're saying that fatness is privilege, like what I said before. Yeah. That's what, what I'm saying. It's just people are indulging themselves on food. It's not the fact that people are fat because of like. I just feel like it's a different drug though. Now eating's a drug, just like like know, drugs, like like, like heroin's a like, drug and coke. When you like, you might say you don't like alcoholics. Same thing I'm saying. I just don't like people who indulge overly in food. Self-indulgence. Do you think that's something like that has been growing in human species? It seems yeah, like it. 100%. Yeah, 100. Like the movie Wally. I can believe yeah. that's how one day this place is gonna look. People floating around on chairs. Yeah. Big foreheads. Think about it. Huge eyes. Everything. Every single invention is made to make your life easier. Yeah, it's pretty nutty. Then what does life become? Because, you know, objective goals or like reason for trying for something. Obesive burden. Mm-hmm. Need a struggle. But for real, I think that's like a... Nah, that's, that's why like, I think we're always going to question everything we do. Mm-hmm. When you see the color blue, someone's going to question it. I think that's what makes us humans. Mm-hmm. That our conscious is allowed to challenge most things. Grapple with it. Yeah. If we're problem solvers. Mm -hmm. think things change things who thought it was nuts that you can think something and then change your environment are we going back to that spine dude (laughs) maybe I was thinking about that but you can think and then change your reality it's nuts I'm not saying the law of attraction or anything I'm just saying you can (laughs) no 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 that's not what you're saying is not what I'm judging what I'm saying is y'all need to bring it back to the topic Oh, I gave, up. I gave up on that about 20 minutes ago. <laughs> we, can, we can bring it back. Hold on. Do you think aliens... What kind of food would aliens be? Say if they're not carbon-based. They're not carbon-based? Yeah. No, and that just that makes me think of, like, where in our evolution did we start eating for pleasure as opposed to survival? Because at some point in human life, right, we must have been eating for just survival, which I would guess what aliens would do is, like, what best feeds our bodies. Yeah, we probably the act of eating body. was always enjoyable, though. Yeah. So you kept sure. eating. Sure. Satisfying different like feelings of positive emotion. Around. Salt came around. Things that I don't know like, when yeah. salt became say, distributed, like, but once, salt. Yeah. When, like, preservation of food started. I think that's when they started figuring out that you can store food and eat as much as you want as long as you store up as much as you can. Because sodium is, like, a rare um, source of material naturally like butterflies instead of storing on my butterflies some butterflies in mexico they they really want sodium so they'll hang out by like animal poop because that has really high levels of sodium especially carnivores they love Mm -hmm. like carnivore poop and so sodium is like this rare thing so i think once salt became a part of our normal diets it became like a pleasure sense like that salty just that like addictive Mm -hmm. like mm, taste after you Mm-hmm. Mm. sugar, sodium, those are all like we don't think of them this way, but definitely drugs. Yeah, I feel like when you're in deprived states too, those are the things you want the most. Because mm-hmm. there even is like a, a use for anybody. Like other substances may not have particular use. Sodium does have a function naturally, so we have that natural. Sugars too, though. Yeah, pretty sure. 
Like carbohydrates. Uh, that? Well, no, I'm not a chemist. No, I don't know. How but, do, you need, do you need sugar on it? Like in your body, like to like work? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But you can get it from natural sources. No, that's something. Right. It's a now. It's still, yeah. It's still sugar. It's like yeah. At the end of the day, it's just a different form because you need like energy, which comes from like ATP from sugar. So you do need it in some extent, right? Yeah. Just like sodium, you you need it to a certain extent. Yeah, like that's why when you're um, what's it called? Like when you're in shock, they'll give you like a seven up or something like that. Because mm-hmm. a sugar rush will help. That's, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh, the coffee. Uh, uh, but yeah, so like if you ever see someone like completely in shock, usually you give them like seven up or something like that, and it'll calm them down. Mm-hmm. See someone having like a panic attack, usually you get sugar in their body. Hmm. Did not know that. What would other like not organic plants look like if, like, if to go back to like, what aliens would yeah. eat if something organic on their planet? As long as they get energy from it, can we even day. imagine it? Do they need to eat? They could absorb energy some other way. Yeah, they could be like a what's it called. Um, um, like a plant, like their skin could be like, not plant-based, but why can't I think of the fucking thing? Like osmosis, like where like... Like where they get from the sun. Oh, photo... photosynthesis. I mean, photosynthesis, but there's like a shape, there's a shape of your cell. Like our cells are like more squarey or like diamondy mm-hmm. than plant cells, which are round because, oh, they don't have a cell wall. Mm-hmm. They have a cell membrane or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. But they could have skin based on that. Hmm. Yeah, but literally, like plants, our skin just like took the sun's energy and processed it into energy, and then we have to eat. Let's see what color will we be? Be green. No. Be green? We don't have to be put green. Like, that's just general <coughs> for plants, right? Why is it green, though? Would it? So. Um, it is the light hitting it and the re- level of refraction. Okay, I gotta look this up really fast. It's like there's butterflies that are, uh, they're called blue butterflies, but they're actual gray. They're actually gray? And how the, if it's a cloudy day outside, they'll look gray. But if it's like a blue, if it's a, the sky's out, how the little light reflects off of them mm-hmm. shows the sky is blue. Okay. Damn. The hoodies. Uh, yeah, she's trying to, <laughs> try to take it. Chloroform is a pigment found in the thylakoid membranes of the chloroplast and the leaves. This is why plants are green. The simple answer is plants are green because they have a green chloroplast organelle that carry out photosynthesis. So it didn't help. No, while you're, while you're looking it up, do you think that if there were other life forms, do you think they'd organize like in civilizations like us? Probably. I mean, I feel like. Sorry. 
Maybe. Uh, so, sure, plants are green because their cells contain chloroplasts, which have the pigment chlorophyll, but which absorb deep blue and red light. So the only light, light left would be green. Mm-hmm. So the rest of the sunlight spectrum is being reflected, causing the plant to look green. Okay. Huh. Mm-hmm. Did not know. Did not know that. So why do they change colors? What leaves? Yeah. Which is basically the... It's like when they're dying, like when leaves die, stuff like that, that's because of the chlorophyll. It's dying in them. Shit. Well, shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, shit. Shit, Bobby. So we've come to the conclusions on our pondering. That Pondering. There you go, Jack. You're fucking killing it with that word, bud. There you go, man. That, <laughs> thank you. That life can have a lot of different bases to it. It's very complex, obviously. Uh, the day, aliens are real. They probably are real, honestly. However, the probability of them landing on Earth and leaving stuff behind is very small still. See, I don't... I, I don't know. I, I honestly believe Bob Lazar a little bit, though. It seems... I think there's too many, too many stories for all of them to be bullshit. And there's been food, like footage from pilots. No, I believe they've come to Earth. Then they have left anything. I don't think they've left technology behind for us to have. Could be an experiment today. So like, will they figure it out? Why not next time on dumb fuck Earthlings? Yeah, I think honestly, it just could be entertainment for them. It's like these dumb fucks. I know, but you have to look at it as the fact that like. How far advanced they are from us? That could be like. Look at it. Like, would you have from looking at a, a bacteria? That could be so insignificant, though. That ship to them. It's like a toy. That could be a kid's toy in their universe. And it's just like, oh, Johnny left that. That's probably Earth. just like a car, yeah. But I doubt they would. Not even a car, dude. It could be a toy car to them. Like, it could be a video them. game. Or they could be just piloting random characters in there. It's like hunting. Like Rome? Do you believe there's an alpha species in the universe? There's probably too many for... I think there's like a... God. Whatever that is. And the things that are way higher above us in consciousness are like the demigods, but they're like... Are we in a simulation? What do you mean by that, though? Like, perception in general is a simulation, isn't it? Like, projecting... It's a simple question. Colors, yeah. It's a very simple question. Yes yeah. or no? Well, do who do you who are... do you think's running the simulation then? What? Like, what do you? Because your brain's simulating something when you just look at anything. Mm-hmm. That's why you can have your perception like tricked. Yes or no, Jeff? Are we in a simulation? Hundred percent. Yes. The yeah, form of one. I don't think anyone has to be running the simulation. I think there's an a simulation. What that means we don't need to know. Yeah. It's like a wavelength of being conscious. There's different wavelengths of that consciousness, which is kind of what we were talking about earlier. And aliens, what I'm saying, aliens could just be a higher level of that consciousness. Whatever, because it, it could be like so many different layers to it, though. Like, say the layers of consciousness it takes to go from like third to fifth dimension. It could literally just be like 
couple tiny steps after fourth that the aliens are at. Mm. And there's still a big jump to get to fifth from there. They're just a little bit more advanced. Oh. There could be life all in different sides of that spectrum. And it's like a really com- like really filled world full of a bunch of different things, but we're so oblivious to a majority of the stimuli because we're in a simulation. See, we just see this right now, but there could be a bunch of shit going on. We can't feel it, see it, taste it, touch it. Therefore, it doesn't resonate with us. But when you take drugs, it might, you could argue that it kind of brings that barrier down a bit. So shrooms. Opens up your perceptual barriers. Yeah, one of them. And then you start feeling the earth. And you go up connected to something. Or you can have bad trips. I don't know what shroom bad trips are like so much. But, or DM. There's really such things as bad trips, in my opinion. Difficult ones. I feel like there's. It's supposed to show you something. It's kind of like saying, sorry for interrupting you. It's kind of like saying that, like, there's. Darkness and light, but you need the darkness to appreciate the light. So, yeah. so you can't really say there's a bad trip, there's just a difficult one that's yeah. showing you something. Okay, I agree with that. Something that the you're The difficult not. part. I think they're more difficult than they are, like. But you see, you've learned negative. something from your difficult trips. Have you learned a lot about yourself? Yeah. See, but you probably wouldn't have learned that. But that takes that. a lot on your body, in my opinion, to get yeah. to that point. Like, you, I believe it's more like if you're really going to dive into it and try to, like, because at that point, I feel like you're trying to alter your own mindset. If you're fully trying to, like, agree with or come to terms with something in some, like, in a way, you're, like, trying to either, like, completely shut it out of your life or just go on a new path with that idea. So I believe, like, you're literally trying to, like, in a way, break your mind for a second. You're, like, hitting a restart button. Yeah. yeah. But it's like fixing believe, a corrupted I, I file. that part, you have to, like, take a good amount. Yeah. Thinking about the amount you took at Sedona compared to the amount you took at completely different experiences. Yeah, but I'm saying just like the. I think you have to take enough to shake up your reality enough to be like you have to rethink everything because we get so used to our reality we're living. Yeah, everything's taken for granted and we don't think through anything. We just go through life without having to. We can say that's the importance of creativity and art, though, as they make you re-examine life, or spirituality and religion. It forces you to re-examine the routine, and you realize, holy shit, this is a lot more complex than I thought it was. There's a lot to it, and it's beautiful, and it's tragic, and it's ecstatic, and it's horrific, but it's at least more entertaining than numbness. Sometimes happens if you're really stuck in a routine that you don't like. There's not enough nuance in your life, your relationship, or... That's like a big ideological concept but more practically it could just be you don't enjoy your work anymore or you and your spouse aren't hitting it off as well as you used to and you feel like you're hitting a rut it's kind of a transformational stage but maybe you're you don't want to take that step into the next stage you stay where you are where you're comfortable but you're bored you're very bored and life seems like it sucks Mm -hmm. because all you have is the routine and the known so it's like you gotta walk that line between the known and the unknown which is echoed a lot in religion and also most famously among young men among with Jordan Peterson recently he brings that up a lot but that, that, that echoes through a lot of religious texts yeah. so you gotta kind of walk that line and respect the vastness of what you don't know in existence but also not become too cocky with what you do know explore oh, complete unknown and just being anxious state all the time yeah Sometimes that's what, like, the great scientists and thinkers did, though. They just jumped right into the unknown, full-fledged. Yeah. Which can cause complications in some ways. Mental complications. Yeah, I think it might break you. 
I don't envy it. What? I don't envy it. I don't know if I'd want to do that. It's just it's not worth losing your mind over. Mm-hmm. It's fitting, fitting, like which, which line fitting the known, fitting the unknown. Yeah, it's a story called the Two Wolf Story of Native mm-hmm. Americans, but it's not so much. It was more moral as opposed to known unknown. But there's the black wolf and the white wolf. Mm-hmm. Which one wins is the one you feed. So I didn't really get that story. Too. I kind of got that a little bit. Like, do you want to be a good person or a bad person? What's that story called? Two wolves. It's like a little poem or something, but you need both though, so I yeah. never understood why one would win. You need the good and the bad. You need to fight, you need the conflict, you need the battle, or else. Yeah, so I mean, that's what makes every day an adventure. If you look for it, you go out, you do something, there's some conflict, some resolution. That's why we like movies so much, stories. Yeah, one without the other is. If we knew everything, it wouldn't be fun. Exactly. It's not fun, and then equally, you know, if it's all unknown, then it's. I think the cynics would happen. Yeah, what happens with cynics is they think that it's all not worth anything at that point because mm-hmm. it's just all a game. Mm-hmm. You start getting cynical. Same token, you could look at that maybe it's worth progressing through something that's like a discovery, an adventure. Yeah. But yeah, and then, but then you have those on the other end of the spectrum that are you know, themselves into living like unknowingly. Knowingly, but into the known, right? Mm-hmm. Crazy. Hello. Dragon Hawks.